Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, thanks for telling my family and me about Toyota's national sales event. We got a new RAV4 during the event, and it's been great. Well, that makes me happy. Right now through September 6th, it is the best time to drive off in a new Camry Hybrid, Tacoma, and more. So what are you up to? You know, we took the RAV4 to a great spot, and now we're exploring a cave. Amazing. Yeah, my wife talked me into spelunking. I'm actually a complete and absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Absolute amateur. Huh, I could have done without the echo on that. Toyota's national sales event is on. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today to enjoy every last second of summer. Toyota, let's go places. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Dealer inventory may vary. Event ends September 6th. Again, everybody, and welcome to the Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by the captain, Kerry Rich. We're going to talk a little Gamecock men's basketball right now. And, Kerry, we're in the off season. The season has not been over uh, but about two months, but it's been a very eventful off season for head coach Frank Martin. News coming out yesterday that Keenan High School product Marcus Stroman, a sophomore guard this past season for the Gamecock basketball team, will transfer. And, Kerry, before we started the podcast today, we talked about the tremendous turnover that the Gamecock roster has experienced in these last couple of months. I counted 16 players on the roster for the season that ended two months ago. And as of today, the first day of June, eight of those players are no longer on the team. Michael Carrera, Lamonis Jackkevichus, and Mendogas Kaichinis, along with Brian Steele, used up their eligibility. And we've had two transfers and two player dismissals since the end of the season. So talk about what's going on with Gamecock men's basketball, Kerry. Well, I think at the end of every year, especially from a basketball standpoint, uh, you expect some attrition. Uh, you expect some turnover. Um, I think this year was a little bit more than we all expected, a little bit uh, more eventful simply because of how uh, the, the turnover took place or what was associated uh, with the turnover. Um, whenever you happen to... Uh, kick players off the team and uh, ask them to transfer because of their actions, uh, that's never a good thing. Um, a guy like Marcus Stroman, uh, it's, it's, it's simple. And, and I don't mind saying that Marcus is a, is a Columbia guy, so there's a, there's a special affinity that, that I share for a guy like Marcus, a guy from Columbia. Uh, but right now he's in a, he's part of a very crowded backcourt. And, um, you know, for Marcus, he has, um, he has dreams of playing a little bit more than, than what he's probably going to get here at South Carolina. Um, while some may want to associate uh, the, the getting into trouble there at the end of the year uh, with the sole reason of maybe Marcus Stroman transferring, uh, while that might have played some role, I could tell you that that wasn't the primary factor in Marcus Stroman transferring. Marcus Stroman transferred because uh, Marcus Stroman did not feel like uh, he would get a fair shake here uh, with the, with regards to buying for playing time. He wanted uh, he wanted more playing time, and you know, quite frankly, I get it. I understand it. Going into your junior year, uh, you want some uh, you, you you want some certainty. Certainly, you don't want anything promised to you, but uh, you you want a little certainty. You want some confidence and all that. You know what? I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be given every opportunity to fight battle battle and claw 
four minutes um, out on the court. And uh, in Marcus' opinion, in his mind, uh, he thought he could get those minutes elsewhere. All right, so just to review and to get you caught up, the week of the NIT, the Gamecocks missed out on the NCAA tournament. They were the first major conference team with 24 wins to ever be not invited to the NCAA tournament, ended up in the NIT, and then the day of the first NIT game, five players were suspended by Coach Martin for an off-the-court incident that involved uh, use of a BB gun. There was some personal property damaged. Two players were arrested. Eric Cobb and Jamal Gregory, both uh, freshmen who did play some good minutes for the Gamecocks this past year, were later dismissed from the team. Ray Doby and Marcus Stroman have now transferred out, and Tamarcus Blanton was involved uh, in that incident as well. Nobody was hurt, but there was damage to personal property, and it was just kind of you know, young person foolishness, honestly, Kerry, for lack of a better way of putting it. So this has resulted in the departure of a number of players off of last year's team. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like Frank Martin and his staff have been left scrambling a little bit trying to find some new players to come in, and Martin has signed six kids to come in and play for the Gamecock men's basketball team. We'll talk a little bit about them, but talk about the situation that Frank Martin has left in here. He didn't have any idea this is the way the season was going to come to an end, and I think a lot of the players that have left the program, you know, he was going to be counting on for the upcoming season. Yeah, huge turnover. Um, again, I don't think anybody expected this number of players to depart the program, um, but whenever uh, you put yourself in harm's way, uh, then you make it very difficult for the coach to – uh, trust you. You make it very difficult for the coach to uh, vouch for you. You make it very co- very difficult for the coach to rely and count and depend on you. And uh, that was the case. Now, I, I will tell you that, um, you know, Gregory and, and, and Cobb, but Gregory more so than anybody else, uh, he was he was counted on to be a big, big part of, of what this team was going to do next year. Uh, I think he showed flashes this past year with his athleticism. Uh, with his defensive tenacity, just played with a great feel for the game. So, you know, that was going to hopefully carry on into his sophomore year. Cobb was able to have some some degree of success. Um, obviously, he was a freshman, so he needed to go through it just a, just a little bit more. But um, I, I didn't think, and uh, uh, maybe initially uh, when all of the stuff came about with the guys getting in trouble, I thought that Marcus Stroman and Dover would be able to see it through. I thought those guys would eventually um, get back on the team. But as we got uh, further along in the process, um, and I didn't see anything that uh, represented those guys getting back on the uh, on the team, I think it became more of a reality for me that uh, it was possible that both of those guys could uh, end up leaving the program. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what's taking place. And now, now, Frank and his staff, uh, they have been forced to scramble, and they've been able to, you know, go out and, and last some kids. And hopefully, uh, these kids are good enough to come in and impact uh, the team in a positive manner. Because you, you don't want to take a step back. I think this team made great, great strides last year. Even though I think uh, there was a missed opportunity uh, getting into the NCAA tournament, uh, there are a lot of reasons, a plethora of reasons why some people think they didn't make it. You know that's all subjective. Uh, that's all argumentative. Uh, the reality of it is, uh, if, uh, the reality of it is, is that uh, this team did not get into the NCAA tournament. And I thought uh, they had all of the pieces in place to get to the NCAA tournament, but they faltered there at the stretch. And again, uh, uh, faltered down the stretch. And, and again, I thought it was just a missed opportunity. Um, 
now with having to recruit, uh, you want to be sure to, and, and this is where you have to trust your coaches, Emerson. And I know there there seems to be a lot of questions out there uh, regarding you know who the kids are, what type of talent they're bringing to the table. I think it's important to always trust the coaches. Uh, coaches know their teams, know their players better than than any of us. Uh, and and all, all of us that are following the program, uh, we're considered outsiders. Even as close as I am to the program, I'm an outsider because I'm not at practice every single day. I'm not in the, the boardroom with those coaches every single day. So they, they know what their needs are. They know what, uh, what and how they need to recruit to those needs. So now is the time to, to trust the coaches, and you hope that uh, that trust will allow um, some productive players um, when it's time for those guys to step foot on the floor. But a lot of turnover, more than usual, and um, I think a lot of people are curious uh, to maybe satisfy some of the some of their curiosities. And uh, just like them, I'm I'm curious to see some of the uh, some of the unknown commodities regarding how good some of these guys are. But I trust the coaches; they know these players more than we do. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with the captain, Kerry Rich. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play to subscribe to the podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Half the roster has been turned over. Basically, eight players have left the program for a variety of reasons. So six new players have been signed. Kerry, talk briefly about Sadie Keita, the four-star power forward. He's a Philadelphia native. He prepped at 22-foot academy in Greenville, South Carolina, and he chose the Gamecocks over Providence, Penn State, and Temple. He signed back in the fall. Keita is a, is a kid that I expect to come in and start, uh, well, play right away, and I'll be – uh, I'll be very, very surprised if he's not a starter. I know they speak highly of him. Um, I know they're excited about his skill set that he brings. Um, he's a guy uh, that that's not a, only able to rebound the basketball, but he's a guy with the skill set that's able to initiate offense. And when you look at the, the best teams out there right now, a lot of a lot of teams are successful because uh, they have a post guy uh, that's able to, you know, have some ball handling duties, especially with the way guys are playing, uh, ball screens and, and guys rolling to the basket. Well, he's able to he's able to offer some of that. And I know the coaching staff is really, really excited. And, and obviously, um, we're talking about a hypothetical situation uh, with Silva uh, coming back and being part of the mix. But um, I know before uh, the incident and before uh, Silva was suspended, uh, those two guys um, were the two guys that uh, the coaching staff uh, was really really excited about excited about partnering together uh, down in the post because of their how they complement each other. Silver obviously athleticism uh, raw, but uh, we expect them to take a big jump next year. Uh, and they thought about Keita um, and, and how his skill set will complement and supplement. Again, we're talking talking hypothetical here um, uh, with Silver being back in the line of how those guys will complement each other. But he's a guy that uh, will come in and play right away and uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's, uh, if he's a starter uh, come basketball season. All right, Keita signed back in the fall, so we knew before all this offseason mess started that uh, Keita would be coming in. So Frank Martin, with the departure of all these players in the last two months, has gone out and signed five additional players. Let me give you them real quick. Raheem Felder, a six-foot guard, 
coming in from Brooklyn, New York, where he played high school ball, but he originally started his high school career at Indian Land High School in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Strong finisher at the rim, excellent defender, three-star prospect. Felder coming in to join the Gamecocks for the 2016-17 season, as will Hassani Gravit, a 6'2 guard out of Villarica, Georgia. Played at Pensacola State College last year, and he earned Panhandle Conference Player of the Year. He was also the Georgia High School 4A Player of the Year after his senior season at Alexander High School in Georgia. Seven-foot-one center Kadeem Gaye out of Senegal. Played high school ball at Victory Rock Prep in Bradenton, Florida. Strong and physical center. He can run the floor. Three-star prospect. Frank Martin calls him an elite shot blocker. Coach Martin says he does need some offensive improvement, but he's a rim protector. And Coach Martin referred to him as KG, Kadeem Gaye, 7-1 center, coming in 220 pounds. Also, Mike Kalev Katsar from Estonia by way of Wichita, Kansas, another three-star prospect. He was a member of the Estonia under-18 national team that competed at the 2014 FIBA European Championship. Don't know much about Katsar at this point, 6-9, 220-pound forward. And the final player is Corey Holden, who has transferred to South Carolina from Delaware. He will not be available for competition for the upcoming season due to NCAA transfer rules. He will join the Gamecocks for the 2017-18 season. So he will sit out the upcoming year. He's originally out of Salisbury, Maryland. So, Kerry, we don't know a lot about these new guys that are coming in, but you're going to get a chance to check them out at your Pro-Am on July the 10th. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of these guys. Um, I think most of them are campers, a few of them are are waiting to satisfy different things before they get to campus um, in July. But I am looking forward to seeing all of these guys up close and personal um, at the SC program. And uh, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of great competition. Uh, I was on the phone the last couple of days with uh, coaches from the College of Charleston, Walford, uh, Winthrop, South Carolina State. So we'll have all of those guys uh, taking part in the SC program. And just, you know, it gives the kids an opportunity to go against I go up against guys from uh, from different schools, guys in different jerseys in a safe and competitive environment. And this will be year number five. And you look at Michael Carrera. You look at the breakout year he had last year. And uh, let's not forget, uh, he was an all-consensus, all-SEC performer. And he credited the program because he worked on his weaknesses. He became a better perimeter player. He became a better perimeter shooter. And that resulted in... Uh, this team winning 25 games, but also uh, Michael Carrera being named consensus all SEC. And, and this is what we try to offer uh, in the program. It's not pick-up ball. It's not uh, something where guys just come together and throw the ball up of uh, their structure. And um, my responsibility uh, to the coaches that allow their players to come and be a part of it is to make sure these guys are doing the things uh, necessary and doing the things that are going to directly transfer back to what they're doing in their respective programs. And Michael Carrera is a great example of that. So I look forward to our fifth annual uh, FC Pro-Am. And, uh, again, like many of our Gamecock fans, I look forward to seeing uh, what uh, a lot of our new players will offer uh, come July and come basketball season. All right, Gamecock fans, basketball fans, welcome to check out the Pro-Am. It'll be on July the 10th. Kerry, where will that take place? Uh, it's going to be at Heapwood Hall. People Hall, July the 10th, we'll play on Thursdays and, and Sundays, and we'll run it for two and a half weeks, and uh, we'll have uh, the uh, the exact dates uh, outside of the 10th uh, coming up shortly. And also another put uh, tidbit for our Gamecock fans, uh, P.J. Dozier, a rising sophomore, 
um, has been invited to Stephon Curry's Elite 30 um, uh, basketball camp out in the Bay Area uh, late June. And this is a camp where Steph Curry uh, personalizes invites by uh, emailing the participants and asking them to be a part of his, uh, of his elite camp. And uh, that, that camp would comprise of uh, the top uh, prep players to go along with the top college prospects with regards to um, um, sharpening their skills. And they'll do a lot of film study, a lot of on-the-court stuff. And these guys, I thought it was a big honor uh, for PJ to uh, get accepted and get invited to uh, the Steph Curry Elite 30 basketball camp. Outstanding. All right, the Gamecocks cupboard certainly is not bare. The top players returning off of last year's team, with the exception of Carrera, Chad Kevishis, and Mondagas Kaichinis, who have used up their eligibility. But Cenarius Thornwell's back. Dwayne Notice is back. P.J. Dozier obviously back. Justin Mackey, Chris Silva, Tamarcus Blanton all expected back for the uh, upcoming basketball season. But a very eventful offseason so far for Frank Martin and Gamecock men's basketball. And we wanted to bring in Gamecock Central basketball analyst Kerry Rich to talk about it. Kerry, we appreciate your time today. Hope you have a great summer. Thank you. That sounds good. Let's do it again soon, Emerson. All right, we'll do it. He's the captain, Kerry Rich, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.